0: Brothers and sisters, today I speak with Mr. Matt Granados. Now, over the last decade, Matt has tested, developed, and helped thousands of others implement an effective and easy-to-duplicate system that will help you build an unbreakable foundation for your life, as well as motivate even the most unmotivated individuals in your life. Now, Matt has quite a rap sheet. He built his first million-dollar business by the age of 25, He travels all over the world teaching top executives how to build an unbreakable foundation and sustainably motivate others. I reached out to Matt and invited him to come on the show because we're reading his book, Motivate the Unmotivated, A Proven System for Sustainable Motivation, in our Ignited Readers Book Club. Now, if you're not familiar with what that is, It's a book club where uh, like-minded people who are either in the fire service or interested in becoming uh, a part of the fire service can read books together that help foster a sense of self, a sense of purpose. Um, It helps expand our mind. We gain perspective. So what we do in that group is we read this book together and then we converse and we share our ideas And I wanted to have Matt come on the show because there's some principles that he talks about in his book that I think that you guys get some real value from. So whether or not you're a part of the Ignited Readers Book Club, you're still going to get some value out of today's conversation. Without any further delay, here's my conversation with Mr. Matt Granados. Mr. Matt Granados, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: I appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, we uh, we we have a book club that we do with uh, Ignited, and we call it the Ignited Readers Book Club. And every month we select a new a new group read, and your selection, your book, "Motivate the Unmotivated," was the astounding winner for wow. May. And so <laughs> we've been reading through that, and we should have uh, myself and numerous other people finishing up this month. And, uh, so it was awesome to reach out to you and that you were willing to come on the show and talk a little bit about more of the concepts that you talk about. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to diving into some of these things. This, this book really, uh, really stood out to me. So I really appreciate it.
1: I I appreciate it. It Definitely is, uh, it's something I wrote just out of the experiences that I've had. And to hear the, the, the audience that you speak to, you know, firefighters, uh, at the special spot in my life, uh, just cause I have a daughter with disabilities who we've had to use you guys a couple of times cause it took a lot while for the ambulance to get here. So All we right. appreciate what what you do and what everyone else does in any way. This book can help anybody I like, but when it helps people who help people, um, it just more wins, more wins are yeah. good. So I appreciate it. It
0: wins. Awesome. Yeah, man. It's our pleasure. Um, the, you actually got on my radar with the book and that's how I got to, to know you and learn more about you and your, your company life polls. Um, I try to choose books and and relative things that help us specifically as firefighters and your book really stood out to me because you know, not, not necessarily any new guys we have, they don't necessarily need help with motivation. They're pretty motivated people. But when you've got people who've been doing the job for a long time, when they've had to uh, been subject to like the politics of things and just seeing the things that we see, that, that not everybody sees can take a toll. And yeah. so sometimes it, it comes out and it manifests in, in a sense of burnout. And mm-hmm. so your subtitle here, A Proven System for Sustainable Motivation, that really kind of solidified my decision as to use your book for our reading group because we're all about systems, right? We need, as firefighters, we're all about systems that work and we need practical application and I yeah. felt like your book actually does that.
1: Awesome. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. That's, that's a better review than I've gotten on uh, all of Amazon. So we just <laughs> got to record this and put that up there. That's fantastic. <laughs>
0: we'll transcribe and, it. And I
1: love, you know, the, exactly. The conversation about burnout, uh, ironically, with a group of firefighters that we're talking to. Um, and there's one thing I always tell people It's kind of what you were saying is, I work with companies ranging from Twitter, Google, the Air Force, to startups, to individuals, one-on-one coaching. And when someone comes to me and says that that they're burnt out, I kind of look at them and I'm like, man, I don't know if you've ever been lit. Right. Sometimes that's the issue. Sometimes, you know, we get in, we're excited. And then all of a sudden, the reality of what this job is, you know, what you all are doing, um, it's there's a lot more like you're saying you have to manage and you expect it, right? You, You expect it to go. Fight fires, save families, and pull a couple cats out of a tree. Not to deal right. with the the politics that comes with it, and the fact that it's a very political organization. No matter what city you're in, right? Like yeah. all you guys are trying to do is serve, and there's red tape after red tape. That's inevitably going to happen in any organization, like uh, like a house like that. But man, I- I'm excited to tie this in. We no- we don't normally do it in this type of a uh, of, of a vertical, but it works with humans and. You all are humans, so this will oh, yeah. work for you. <laughs>
0: absolutely, absolutely. One of the things uh, you said that I really liked was that sometimes they weren't ever lit. <laughs> you know, it's it's true. Um, and even sometimes, you know, people are either gaming themselves or gaming the system, and then they get into something that they weren't necessarily prepared for, and then they're just kind of stuck. Yeah, you know, and they're just kind of riding the wave and going through the motions and. And I think this will really help help even those people kind of take a step back, identify what it is that that motivates them, and then harness and exploit that thing to kind of catapult them to where they want to be.
1: Well, and the biggest thing about it, and for those who have read the book, you read it pretty quickly, but motivation is not a character trait. It's a state of mind. And that's one of the big things that when you get that reality of, you know, one of the, the character in the book that we talk about, his name's Unmo, right? He's a long distant cousin of Elmo. Guy's got a beard, hasn't shaved yeah. in days, probably drank a little too much the night before, um, every <laughs> yeah. night. Uh, that's who Unmo is. And and we've all experienced Unmo, many Unmos, but we've also been Unmo. Um, I wrote the book yeah. and I'm not always motivated. And the reason why is because motivation yeah. can dissipate over time and it does in fact. But I kind of relate motivation and I do it in the book also. Uh, to, to a pilot flame, a pilot light, right? So let's get a little more tied in with your brand and what you guys all do. But when it comes to motivation, if, if you have a pilot light lit and it's managed properly, it does amazing things for the house, right? It allows us to live through cold times and when it's too hot, we can turn it down. If the flame is not managed properly, it either goes out or it explodes, so when it comes to motivation, we do need two things to keep it where it needs to be. And that's t- intention and structure. And you kind of hit on this a little bit, Ryan. But the secret to sustainable motivation um, is a combination of these two words. And an intention to us, and this is not in the book, right? This is just kind of where how we believe and how we work. Intention to us at Life Pulse is the purpose behind every goal. Structure is a defined, repeatable process for achievement. And when we combine them, you got a lot of power so that if you need to increase your motivation, you just pop that right in the formula. You need to increase your leadership. You pop that in the formula. You need to increase how you treat your significant other. You pop that in the formula, add intention, add structure. You'll get the results that we want because Mm -hmm. intention ensures the sustainable steps towards any goal. And I think if you all are as trained as you are, there's are certain steps that you go through when you get to a scene, if there is a fire and you go step-by-step. Step, and if you go off your steps, people can be hurt. But then mm-hmm. in order to have kind of that sustained action, we need to re-engage with intention every single time. I was thinking about a client of mine who I worked with, who, who is a firefighter. Uh, we work one-on-one with stuff just for, you know, for, as a personal coach. And um, he's like, you don't understand after 30 years of doing this, how many times I still bring the hose to the wrong place place if I'm not mm-hmm. paying attention, right? Or I put it in the wrong spot on the truck, which will literally ruin the truck if no one caught me. And I've been doing mm-hmm. this for years. I train this stuff and he still messes up. So to sustain the action, we need to re-engage intention. And then to mobilize intention, you need to build or apply the right structure. And mm-hmm. that's what keeps motivation alive.
0: Absolutely. Sorry, Absolutely. I know that was a lot, but- I get no, 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 that was great. No, that's good. That's exactly why I'm having you on. <laughs> so yeah, I couldn't agree with you a hundred. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and then, and then kind of taking a step even back, like you were talking about intentionality. Uh, one of the things you said in the book that, that stuck out to me is uh, without focus, we can have no intentionality. Yeah. And so if you're just kind of shooting in the dark, I mean, uh, you can plug in just about any analogy in there, you know, and you're never going to hit your target. You know, I'm thinking of a shooting range that's not even lit up. Like how can you even know what it is you're doing if you're, if you're not, if you don't see, and if you don't have a focus on your target.
1: Yeah. And where it gets dangerous, right. When you're dealing with, I don't know, an industry like fire, right.
0: Mm -hmm. And this
1: costs lives. Like for me, if I'm working with a, organization that's a, you know, let's just say a marketing organization, they make a mistake, it loses dollars. But usually mm-hmm. the mistakes that are made are strictly because people don't follow the structure that they should be following. And it's not always new people. Does That make sense. Sometimes it's people who are just oh, kind yeah. of so in rhythm, they don't realize what they're doing, which, which is what I find is the precursor to being burnt out. It's like, once you find yourself in this kind of rhythm that you aren't even thinking about what you're doing, and you're doing it, but you should be thinking about what you're doing. And we've all done this, obviously, besides myself. But you're driving along, you're daydreaming, and like two minutes down the road, you're like, how did I get here? Like,
0: we're
1: so preoccupied. That's dangerous. That's extremely... I forget how dangerous texting is or drinking and driving. Like, not knowing how you drove for two minutes is a dangerous thing. Again, that's why I've never done it, but I've heard of people who have experienced that, right? But (laughs) but we we, we lose our focus. And, And without having that clean sight, like you're saying, how could you ever... Get where you want to go. So if, if you, yeah. as a listener, are going through this, you're like, man, I'm just so sick of all the BS. The BS isn't going away. We just need to be able to better manage it. We need to recognize True. that there is politics involved with what you all are doing. And the higher you you climb in the ranks, the more you're going to get. There is yeah. a lot of unappreciation in what you do based on what you do, right? Hey, we're all really appreciative when you're here uh, because our house is on fire. But if you honk that horn right. and I'm trying to take a nap in the middle of the day, I'm going to be annoyed. Does that make sense? But if it's my house that's <laughs> yeah. on fire. You better honk <laughs> that horn. So right. all of the things and when we work with people and we work with uh, with clients, we kind of like to take everything and get it out of our head and onto paper because when you get it onto paper, you you can look at it, you know, logically versus emotionally. So all these things. Yeah. All right. So this is annoying. This is annoying. This is annoying. This is annoying. I then sit there and say, Hey, but if you know, it's going to be there. Can we manage our week a little bit better or our life a little bit better so that we can handle the BS, right? We can handle the politics. We can handle the fact that, you know, the chief is doing X, Y, and Z, or or this you know other person in my unit is doing, you know, something they shouldn't be doing. Like, we know that's going to happen. So why are we surprised? And that's the thing we don't like. I don't, I don't even like surprise birthdays, right? Like, not, not, a, not a thing. <laughs> April 1st comes around. My wife knows very clearly that is not a holiday we celebrate in this house. Um, maybe because I'm boring or whatever it might be. I don't have a sense of humor, but surprises. Well, it's because you've got
0: structure, right?
1: And I, and I like you appreciate
0: structure. that structure.
1: We all, and, and what it is, is structure. And this is something that I think society is for, has lost track of, is mm-hmm. structure brings uh, brings freedom.
0: And rhythm
1: brings peace. Yeah. So we all sit there like, well, we want to live our own life. Well, no, you want freedom. I get that. I'm all for Mm -hmm. that. But structure is not a bad thing. Structure is not something that is supposed to confine you. In fact, it's the opposite. It's extremely freeing, right? Right. I don't need to worry. I have six other meetings after after this interview. I don't have to worry about the other six because I have a structure in place that I know I will be able to handle them right when I get off this one and get into the next one. But if I didn't have a structure and I was just say, hey, I have six interviews today. What do we have going on, right? They're not all interviews, but just for the sake of conversation. I have six meetings today. That's overwhelming for anyone's brain to handle. Because of that, I do one thing at a time. I stay focused. I have my intention. I re-engage it on a regular basis. And I use a structure that I am so comfortable with that I know what needs to get done will get done because it's already in the system to be operated properly.
0: Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Um, You mentioned uh, talking about structure offering you freedom. One of the most basic barriers to entry for firefighting is being in physical shape, good physical shape, good physical condition. Um, And so when you don't have, when you're not in good physical shape, you're, you're not meeting that minimum barrier for entry. And yeah. so the candidates that I work with, we have to i first identify that that's a problem, right? right? And then we establish a plan, we formulate a structure to allow that person to get in the condition that they need to get into, to, to secure that dream job, and then right. live the freedom that they that they're seeking after. So yes. that's, that's very well put.
1: Yeah, I, I and and if you learn anything from this book, we have another book called The Intentional Week. Um, that just it's just it's not about taking big steps towards goals. It's about taking continual small steps until you hit the goal, and yeah. that makes life a lot easier, right? I I did an yeah. Ironman one time, not because I'm in physical any condition to do that, or because I even enjoy working out, right? I, I would not be a good fireman. <laughs> um, but I did it because my wife looked at me one time and said, man, you don't have any physical goals. So I'm like, what? Like I teach this stuff. I got yeah. goals. She was like, no, you don't have any like real phys- you have, you have financial goals, you have professional goals, but you don't have any physical goals. So I was like, I'll, I'll think what's the hardest thing I can do physically. And I'm going to do that. So I Googled man. And Iron Man popped up. So I signed yeah. up
0: yeah. Number I didn't even one. Know what I was
1: signing up for. I just, <laughs> it was just, I told it was hard. I, I didn't know if I had to go to Hawaii for it. I knew there was something in Hawaii about it. Um, and I did it and it was one of the most, um, life changing from a perspective of understanding motivation that I've ever had, that it's not about, uh, just going big all the time. It's about taking the right steps and then taking as many of the right steps as needed to go 140 plus miles before the clock runs out. So there's a lot, there's a lot of comparisons in, in what we do and how it works and, Uh, man, I'm just, I I love hearing people in your industry who are continuing to grow themselves. It's just, it's, it's, it's not, it's not as common as those who are listening to this might think it is. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I believe you. I hear you. Um, There, there are those individuals definitely in the fire service that you see and they're, they're constantly reading books or they're taking classes and all they're doing is basically becoming more of an asset to the organization and and rather than sitting in a recliner for 20 years, becoming a liability, you know? Right. And, and you see, you definitely see the difference. You, you can point at which one you would absolutely want on your crew versus the (laughs) other one (laughs) that you would not want on your crew. Um, and, and it, it just becomes obvious because when you have a plan, when you have that intention and that structure set in place and you're taking, like you said, those small steps, there's like there's a product that comes of that you know and if it's whether it's you yourself like your physical being or maybe your mood improves or your your passion gets a little bit more ignited you know whatever it may be it's definitely a a noticeable product
1: right that's awesome Um,
0: you you mentioned uh you mentioned the iron man boy that was that must have taken some significant discipline. I've got a few friends who have done that as well, and uh, I've done a few of the like the smaller obstacle course races here and there. But I've never done anything like an Ironman. Boy, that's that's pretty impressive. All right, so um, here's,
1: let, let me let me burst your bubble. Yeah, it's not, it's not that impressive, right? Let, let me explain <laughs> what I mean by that. I, I, I realized when I did the first sprint how hard mm-hmm. that was. When I did the first Olympic, how hard that was. When I did the first half, how hard that was. When I did the first full, how hard that was. First and last full, by the way. That will never happen Mm -hmm. again. But (laughs) um, it doesn't mean it wasn't hard, but it was as hard as what you train for. Yes. Is what I realized. So, like, if you're training for a 5K, it's going to be hard. It's going to be mentally just as difficult as if you're training for an Ironman. Physically, big difference, right? Yeah mentally and that was the coolest part was you know you get to the point and you're running that race and i actually ran it and i didn't realize this because it was the only time i did it but it was 95 degrees out which mm-hmm. is not ideal for i mean you guys right. know what it's like to be hot and work out right yeah uh, but um and it was to a point where i had to remind myself that i wasn't going to quit like i wanted to quit almost every single step especially on yeah. the marathon to end the thing um but it was just recognizing that if I, like, it was like I got an out-of-body experience that quitting is a choice, which we all know mm-hmm. it is. We mm-hmm. know that our body has safeguards, right? If you've done any research on how the human body works, it has safeguards at about, with 40% left in the tank, that it tells you, you need to shut down. You're, you're about to die. You're yeah. not about to die. You have more in there. You can go further. You can do more. Um, now, we should listen to that in normal day situations, right? Take a rest and relax, but it was the ability to mentally say, "It yes, my legs hurt, my feet hurt, there's probably some blood in my socks somewhere, right? Like, this thing's hurting a lot. However, I'm not going to quit. I know I want to, I really want to, I'm not going to quit. And it mm-hmm. comes back to the fact that we have the ability to overcome any desire that we have, any temptation that we have, any any bad habit that we have. All we need to do is put a little bit of friction in between us and that bad habit. Us and mm-hmm. that thing we want to go after, and or remove some friction between us and what we want to achieve. How do we get yeah. there faster? Right. My running shoes when I was training were always by the front door, so every day if I left and I didn't train, I had to remember that not only on the way out, but on the way in. Yeah. So there's the little things we can do on that front to keep our minds going in order to stay, keep that motivation at that high level. But it all comes back to reengaging intention and giving yourself a structure that works because you're not always going to be a hundred percent.
0: Right. Yeah. And and I've been hearing a lot uh, lately. I've been, I've been seeing some different uh, opinions out there about how discipline is going to trump motivation or vice versa. Motivation is going to trump discipline. And personally, I feel like those things are working together. Thank you. Right. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> I mean, from what I'm, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you totally agree based on what I've read. But man, I feel like there are some people out there right now who are really pushing like discipline is where it's at versus mo- like motivation is nothing. All you need is discipline. And I'm like, well, if you're disciplined in in going for your run, don't you have a reason for going on that run? Or like what what's the motivation for you to even do that thing then or be disciplined in that
1: thing? So here's you know, what I've found, right? Um, yeah. this, this journey that we go on is kind of like a road trip. And in this road trip, if you're going to take a road trip, you need two things. You need a route and a vehicle. A Uh, route with no vehicle is worthless. And a vehicle without a route is a waste of energy. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. If you think of that picture, in that vehicle, you need some form of fuel, right? So basically, you have the sum product of a vehicle and its fuel times the route will get you to your desired destination. Mm -hmm. So let's real quick change that from desired destinations to your desired outcomes. In order to do that, that vehicle needs to be changed to the intention. Mm -hmm. The uh, route needs to be changed to structure and that fuel, you need to insert whatever it is you think is going to propel your vehicle, your intention to get where you need to be using the route, the structure that you have. So the reason I share that, is when clients come to me, they say, I need help with insert your top 10 topics on Amazon for self-growth books, right? Right,
0: <laughs> right.
1: They're all basically talking about the same thing. I need help getting people to do what they need to be doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Leadership, management, engagement, efficiency, effectiveness, right? Now go with the personal side, get healthy, better relationships, You know, mental growth, mental mm-hmm. uh uh, happiness, right? The mental industry right now is something that is still looked upon as like negative. If you're growing right. yourself mentally, it's because there's something yeah. wrong with you versus Stigma. just no. yeah. it's just a good part of the body to grow. It's like the best processing computer system in the universe. I'd like yeah. to see if I can get it operating properly. Um, but anyway, so back to your point of like, do you need discipline? Do you need motivation? The issue is, is people pick the word they need to hang on to. And then they need to explain why they need that word Versus, I don't care what it is, what the fuel is, whether it's motivation, whether it's leadership or discipline. You need mm. intention and structure in order to get the desired outcomes. Otherwise, you will go nowhere. You will True. read a book, you'll go listen to someone talk, you'll watch a TED talk, and you're fired up. And the second reality comes in. One of my favorite lines is from I, I say one of my favorite philosophers, Mike Tyson: "says Everyone oh, has yeah. a plan until you get punched in the face."
0: Yep, that's right.
1: That is what life does to us. We all had a plan prior to 2020. Things changed, yep. but that wasn't the first time things have changed. That's just the first time we've all affected the same change or been affected by the same mm-hmm. change. Change is inevitably mm. growth is intentional. We're going to run into this stuff. The question is, is do you let life change you or do you change with life? And if you do the latter, you tend to be less surprised. You tend to get the results you want and you tend to enjoy it a little more.
0: Right. And you can actually um, kind of anticipate the outcomes much better.
1: Absolutely. Predict like life is not as challenging as we think it is. We have a yeah, philosophy we, that we typically we make
0: about. it harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: We talk about it in the book. We call it the 80, 20 principle of planning. So what I, what yeah. I found was 80% of your life you can plan. I don't care what your career is. I don't care what you do. 80% of your life you can plan 20% you cannot. However, if you don't manage the 80 properly, that 20 feels like a hundred. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So what happens oh, yeah. is this concept of burnout is similar to this concept of I'm overwhelmed, which we hear a lot today, right? I just can't disconnect. Mm-hmm. I'm just there's too much information I'm taking in on a daily basis. No, no, that's not accurate. 80% of your life you can completely control, you can completely plan. 20% you can't, but if you don't take care of that 20. It, or that 80, I'm sorry, that 20 will feel like 100%. Think about oh, yeah. a time in your life, anyone listening, that you went through a hard time. When you're in the moment, divorce is a great example. Hopefully that's not you, but it happens to a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. So in, when, you get, when you talk with someone who is getting divorced, they can talk to you for, you know, you can either t- do it by time or do it by beers, right? I mean, they can take <laughs> you down and go after it for a long time. You give them some time after the situation happens. It goes from a long story to a sentence or two to even just, I got divorced. Yeah. Because as time comes in, you recognize in the grand scheme of what's happening in life, a minority of the actions we experience impact our life. Mm -hmm. Not everything we experience impacts us. So because of that, don't worry about the 20. When I bring on coaching clients and they're like, well, this is bothering me. This is an issue. It's kind of like what I said about being, being a, you know, a firefighter, there's some stuff that you don't like, probably about 20%. If you chose to do this, there's about 80% you like. Are yeah. you fully taking advantage and focusing on the 80% that you can control? Or are you sitting there whining and complaining about the 20% you can't? Right. That's going to exactly. lead you to burnout. If you sit in that 20% and try to plan the 20% that you can't, you will get burnt out. If you focus on oops, yeah. there's my dog, if you focus <laughs> on the t- on the 80%, then you will then be able to deal with the twenty very easily.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent agree with you. I I liked how you talked about um, if you sit in that twenty percent, that twenty percent becomes your hundred yeah. <laughs> percent, and then you're really only living twenty percent of your life.
1: And and the hard twenty percent, right? Like yeah, the, the worst, worst 20%. part. Yeah, <laughs> the worst part. I like that yeah. part.
0: Yeah. And, and that's funny because um you can typically pick out the people who are doing that and, and you know they're just constantly negative, have something negative to say. they'll literally I've literally been made fun of for reading books at firehouses by these twenty percenters. so yeah I, I mean it's it's incredible, but well, they'll manifest think, themselves and you can definitely look at them and be like, well, that's what I don't want to be like.
1: yeah, thank you for showing up a mirror of what I don't want to see and, and, yeah. and what happens is if you think about it, right just to put a little bit of an analogy on Again, what I assume you all see or go through, but if you're at a at a fire and the building's on fire, there's a big difference between being on the outside and seeing the room that's on fire versus being in the room that's on fire. Yeah. Right. From the outside, it's like all right, we have it contained. From the inside, it's all around me. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. scary and it's dangerous. And you will make probably poor decisions if you're in that room, right? Yeah. If you're on the outside, you can sit there going, no, "No, no, look, here's what's going to hey, that wall is going to fall. I can see it because I'm on the outside looking in. I'm on the eighty percent looking in on the twenty. But if you're in the room, you don't even see the wall that's going to collapse until it does, and that's oh, when too things too late. Yeah, that's yep.
0: right. Then it all just acts as a catalyst to kind of keep you in that space. Exactly. Yeah. So speaking of catalysts, uh, yes. Chapter Four was one of the ones that really stuck out to me, and and yes. and honestly, I probably think about the things that you talked about in that chapter daily, as far as the catalysts go. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what those four catalysts are. And then if you could break down each one just a little bit so that we're a little more familiar with, with what they entail, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. So uh, we call them our motivation catalysts. And the way this works is, like I said, motivation is like that fire. Something needs to start it, right? Fire doesn't just happen. A catalyst is scientifically is a chemical reaction that causes another reaction or another action to occur. And because of that, that's where we got the term motivational catalyst. What sparks motivation in people? And it's different for everybody. Um, I'm a big believer that all these, you know, analysis and things like this and free ways to figure out what who you are and, you know, what square, what color your personality is are great, except for people change. So the first thing I need to say before we go into this is your catalyst can change yeah. based on what's happening in your life. If yeah. you guys or girls want to get on there and, and take the, there's an assessment you could take. If you go to life backslash M C a life inc.com backslash M C a motivation catalyst assessment. Um, there's a free assessment you could take that will spit out which one you are. So let's jump into these four. Yeah. Um, I've trying to think of like a really cool acronym that we can like say with them, but unfortunately there's only four. Um, and there's only one vowel, so it doesn't really work out well. But first <laughs> true is, is freedom. Uh, individuals that are motivated by freedom. And with freedom, the way this works is um, you don't necessarily care about what you're doing for work or in your day-to-day as long as you are able to live the life that you want to live. With firefighters, I don't know if you're going to find a ton of people where that's their primary. Motivation catalyst. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. you guys are in somewhat of a sacrificial in, uh, business, right? You're, right? you're outside of just the adrenaline drunkie that wants to be in there and fight fire. You're, you know, I think the majority of firefighters are there to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the first one freedom. Uh, and I'm just going to go through them quick and then Ryan, you can ask whatever questions you, you want and I can dive deeper yeah. into them. Uh, the second, which is that one val I was talking about, is acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. Are individuals individuals who just want to hear that they're doing a good job. They want to they want to know that they're being seen. They want to know that hey, you know Matt, good job on that book. That book was great. It really helped me out. Here's how it helped me. Right. Obviously, I'm acknowledgement. Um, so that's acknowledgement. A lot of males are acknowledgement. I call it the Attaboy's. Right. We're like a dog that just needs to be told like good job. You didn't mess up today. Like thank you for just being a human. Um, so that's the acknowledgement. Then there's connectivity. Connectivity. Um, are people who want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. They kind of see themselves as part of something. Um, these are individuals who like to serve. These are individuals who uh, usually are tied to some type of a, a cause uh, that either they, they support financially or just with their time or their energy. Um, connectivity are people who just, they, if they're only focused on themselves, it's not big enough, so therefore it's not worth giving it the time and needs. Um, So because of that, they can somewhat be kind of self detrimental, uh, because they're so focused on other people's needs and they are themselves. That's why we like to twist these and put them in in in, uh, paradigms that allows people to see how it benefits them and others. And then Mm -hmm. finally, support, support people. uh, I think you're going to find a good chunk of these as firefighters support people are individuals who are motivated by knowing they're on a team and everyone else is pulling their weight as well. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I'm going to pull my weight, right? Uh, when we worked with the Air Force, a lot of people in military have this as their primary motivation, right? Hey, I'm going to go charge that hill, but I want to make sure you're going to charge the hill too. And if you're not going to charge the hill, then I'm not going to charge the hill. And it's mm-hmm. not in like a petty, I deserve this. You don't deserve this. It, no, no, no. It's just the fact that they want to know they're, they're on a team and the team is all working together. So right. freedom, acknowledgement, support, and connectivity, those are the four motivational catalysts. Now, how do we use them? Well, it depends on each person. So we have a program that we do. It's called motivation management, where we work with organizations and we figure out what's everybody's motivation catalyst. And then we train the managers how to actually use those motivation catalysts to motivate the people. Uh, We create what's called motivational packages. And this is where it gets real creative is I will, instead of dangling a carrot in front of somebody's face that they don't care about, right? Uh, Right. For example, hey, you get Fridays off. Well, if you're a freedom person, that's a great carrot to put in front of you. But if you're acknowledgement and all you're offered is time off, like that's not going to really motivate me. The issue is a lot of us don't know what we want or don't want. And because of that, the people we try to manage don't know what they want or don't want. What this assessment does is it spits out naturally kind of where you stand at this moment and what you want right now. And it allows people to actually put together programs. Now, if I'm coaching people one-on-one, what I ask for is let me get your motivation catalyst. So I know Ryan, if you and I are working together, I know how to motivate you. You give me the goals that you want. And I'm going to frame the way I speak in either one of those four, uh, categories. So for example, we had an employee one time, one of our businesses who, um, who loved helping people, but hated selling. Oh, gotcha. in my opinion, I like selling and I like helping people, but I really like selling. And because of that, it's easy for me to sell. It's easy for me to ask somebody for money based on something that I think has value and they have value. So how do I give them what they need? That's kind of where my head, set, head goes. Well, I was mm-hmm. trying to coach this individual early in my career. And I was saying, hey, like, you, you got to get them to buy. Like, why would you not want them to buy. This is a game. It's sales. They didn't care about the game. They didn't even care about the money. It wasn't until I was able to show them how they're helping the person they're selling to by teaching them about what it is we're selling and why there is value for them to purchase that that individual went from being one of the worst employees you could have ever imagined to one of my top salespeople. So it's not about manipulating. It's about enlightening. There's a big difference. This is not something. Now you can use this to manipulate people, and if that's your mo, burn my book now. I don't want you to read it. But if you want to truly uh, enlighten people, like your significant other, your kids, the people you work with, people who work for you, the people you work for, this all works. It's all about changing that character. And what we call it is we have an acronym we use throughout the book. It's PVTT. It's personal value tied to task. You want your son or daughter to clean their room and you sit there and say, because you have to clean your room. Wait a minute. They might do it, but they don't want to do it. Right. There needs to be some personal value to it. Why is it valuable for them to keep their room clean? And that's something that you as the motivator need to create for the motivate T some people will sit there and be like, well, I'm not bribing my kids to do the job they should do. I go, all right, well, we all get bribed to do the job we sign up to do anyway. It's called a paycheck,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? I mean, we, we, we are getting paid to do what we're saying we're going to do. It's, it's not a bribe, I agree, but it is a transactional agreement. Right. So I don't think you should reward your kids because they're getting good grades. But if you're having an issue where you need your kids to get a good grade, forget the reward. Let's figure out what is their motivational catalyst. Maybe they just want to be told good job. Right. Is that too much to ask? Maybe they just want to have a weekend where they don't have to do chores. Is that too much? Right. right. If their freedom, or maybe they just want to see that Hey, you're part of this family. And as a whole, we're going to work together to do this. And part of it is keeping your room clean. And because of that, that's how we connect to each other is keeping this house operating as one that's connectivity. So this is not just about how do you hit all the goals you want. This is about how you function with humans in general.
0: Absolutely, yeah, boy. Uh, a, a lot of what you were saying there, I was taking notes on some of these things, and and they really they break it down very well. Um, one of the things you mentioned uh, in regards to these four different catalysts is freedom, and you said like you know I I doubt that there's a lot of people in the fire service or maybe in your organization that that identify with that, but I got to tell you, man, I identified with that one, (laughs) (laughs) like really hardcore. And I think honestly, when I, when I tried to, to dissect it in my mind, I was thinking about, you know, I like the idea of not a lot of confines. I like the idea of, of little to no micromanagement. Um, and I, I felt like maybe that's what kind of put me in that category right now. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like right now the, the shift that I work, the, uh, the hours that I work, I do a forty eight ninety six schedule. And so okay. I'm at work for 48 hours straight. And then I have four days off and it just repeats that way. Um, and now I'm at a slower station currently I'm, I'm 16 years deep in the fire service. So I've got some seniority. I can bid to different stations and,
1: gotcha.
0: and the station that I'm currently at, it's not downtown, so it's not all that busy. Uh, the calls we do get are kind of few and far between, but the calls we do get are typically of, of high, uh, quality if, if you want to put it that way, like they're significant, you know? Um, but, uh, it does offer me a lot of downtime and yeah. So in that 48 hours, maybe I'll run like six or seven calls. Those six or seven calls will be of, uh quote, high quality or significant in nature. Um, But then I have a lot of downtime as well. And so I feel like I do a good job of filling that free time. And I like the freedom of being able to choose how I do that. So, you know, I work out every shift. I make sure I get a good workout in that. I read 10 pages from a book that I'm studying a policy or, you know, I have this structure in place. I have the intention and the structure. And then uh, my desire for that catalyst of freedom helps me manage that throughout the day. And man, I got to tell you, if someone were to come in and and if I had a captain come in and told me like from eight to nine every morning, that's when you're going to work out. That's the only time you can work out. And then we're not going to be sitting in chairs reading. We're going to be, you know, (laughs) if they were to do that, boy, that would really freak me out. Like
1: I would not be happy about that. But, but, but even even more, Ryan, and to, to your example, which is awesome. I love hearing that, is the reason you are able to experience that freedom is because of the intention and structure that you have in what you do in those 48 hours on. Right. So that you can then take advantage of what's happening off. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the part that's so valuable when you know what your motivation catalyst is at this time. And as it look, if you were to sit there and all of a sudden everyone's like, hey, Ryan, do whatever you want. No structure, no policy, nothing like this. Just do whatever you want. Eventually, because you are a structured person, I think freedom would go a little further down on yeah. that list. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're like I have too much freedom. Like this right. is not right. Right. So so that's why yeah. I said they sometimes change based on what your current needs are. And that's why everything we do is on ninety day cycles. But yeah. I think it's so interesting in what you're saying, in that you're experiencing freedom in a in an industry that me from the outside I would go all right maybe there's not going to be a lot of people who do on freedom and I'm I might be 100% wrong that people just love the fact that they're able to do shifts like that and get in there and then when they are there they can do some stuff they're not always you know you're not fighting a fire all the time when you're on the call right, right. so it's a different type of thing and that's why knowing it but the best thing you did was you customized it for you right everything we teach is based in truths. But everything we teach has to be individualized to the person because motivation is as different to a person as their DNA makeup is. Now we have four catalysts that will spark motivation for people. That does not mean everyone will react the same way based on the DNA that we connect with. And the reason why we've been able to get so much kind of impact on the people we work with is because everything we do is individualized. So, Ryan, I could come in and work with you and you can introduce introduce me to a friend of yours. I'm I can promise you it's not going to be the same exact thing. Think of it like a fire. Every right. fire is different. Similar causes, similar, you know, aftermath of what happens. But when you're in that moment, you have to treat it the way it needs to be treated, not mm-hmm. the way that you think it needs to be treated.
0: Right. Yeah, it's a dynamic continual process.
1: That's life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, right on, Matt. I, I appreciate you so much. I'm so thankful that you're willing to come on the show and, and add some more value to my audience and dive into these, these catalysts. Um, I know that whoever reads this is definitely going to come away with something that they didn't have before. Um, and so I, I really encourage anyone out there to pick up his book, give it a read, and, and use the practical steps that are in there to help get you to where you want to be. So Matt, where can, where can people buy the book? I'm sure Amazon.
1: Yeah. So the, the, the gentle giant that is, you can obviously yeah. get it on Amazon, You get it on our website, lifepulseinc.com. Okay. Uh, you can follow us on any social media at lifepulseinc, L-I-F-E-P-U-L-S-E-I-N-C. Um, here's, here's what I'd love to do, Ryan. Just cause mm-hmm. I, I love the fact, two things that you, um, that you have people reading this book. If anyone who's listening to this podcast grabs the book and reads it or has already started to read it, what I'll do is if you send uh, a post on social media, you tag a post with at Life Pulse Inc in it uh, with a picture of you holding the book. I don't Mm -hmm. even need proof you read it, but I'll be willing to offer you just a 30 minute consultation at no charge um, to kind of see how can we customize this for you. Um, it will be with me. It won't be with a team member of mine. Um, you know, obviously, we can't offer it, uh, inevit- you know, for an indefinite time period. So, unfortunately, you're right. listening to this podcast five years from now. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if it's still going to be available, but I'll still <laughs> like the picture and I'll still contact you directly. But um, we'd just love to help with that. And the other thing that we'll do, Ry, um, if you're okay with it, is is I want to put together kind of a small little uh, package of some of the top stuff that we have. And offer it to the listeners. Um, if you, if you wanted to you just go to uh, www.lifepulseinc.com and I'll do backslash pod gift, P-O-D-G-I-F-T. And I'm going to mm-hmm. kind of take some time to think about what I think would be best for this group. Uh, but by the time this, this is aired, uh that will be available as well. Uh, but go there. And then if you have any direct questions or you want to see, Hey, how, what should I be doing? But I don't want to put a picture on social media or I haven't read the book yet. Right. If you go to lifepulseink.com backslash let us help, there's like three questions you need to answer. And our team will be able to tell you which products you should start with in order to get your route where you need to go. And with our tagline of bringing intentionality back to life, we can show you how to be intentional, which will increase the likelihood of you experiencing motivation or any other of those tag items that you're reading about in these books. We can show you how to do it with this simple system. Awesome.
0: That's great, man. I appreciate that so much. I know that uh, that that my audience can get a lot of value out of that. Uh, Personally, I could get a lot of value out of that. So (laughs) I appreciate it so much. Right on. Um, Well, I think you pretty much covered everything uh, as far as like where people can can follow you where they can find you where they can reach out to you. So uh, what we'll do is we'll put all those those links in the show notes, and then it'll be just directly linked to those sites that you mentioned. And, uh, man, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on.
1: Appreciate it. Love, love to hear from anybody. I love connecting with people and, and Ryan, what you're doing is, um, is something that people should be paying attention to. It's it's how the world is moving and how it's working and you're ahead of the game. So thank you for putting this group together and, and sharing this information.
0: It's my pleasure. Thanks, Matt. I hope you all really enjoyed that conversation. I had a great time talking with Matt and it was really surprising, but, uh, not surprising that he wanted to add more value to the situation and add more value to the conversation. So please visit the links in the show notes and click to get those resources that he was offering. Um, If you haven't read the book yet, I highly encourage you to purchase it, read through it. You're definitely going to come away with more than you had when you started reading it. Um, Take his challenge, post a picture of yourself, tag him, tag myself and get that free 30 minute phone call. I mean, it's a free resource. The guy's a world-renowned professional. Uh, You'd be silly not to take advantage of it. But anyway, I appreciate you guys listening. I hope you got a lot out of it. And if you do me a favor, please like and share and tag both Matt and myself in it when you do. it would go a long way. Take the things that he shared today, the motivation catalysts. Identify what helps motivate you. Harness that thing. Have intention create a structure, and be the firefighter you would want on your crew. Be Ignited.